This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. On the best of Not Your Century today, we've got two of my favorite episodes from this first year of the podcast, and it really works better as one episode because it was a two-parter. So you're not even going to hear from me at the midway point. At the end of 1999, the Chronicle published a big special section called Bay Area 2020. They consulted technologists and futurists and academics and business people and all sorts of other smart folks And they tried to figure out how we'd be living today. Well, in a couple of days anyway, 2020. So how'd they do? Well, they missed a lot. And they nailed a lot too. November 15th, 1999. The San Francisco Chronicle has a question. What's life in the Bay Area going to be like in 20 years? The Chronicle tried to answer that question in a special 16-page section called Bay Area 2020. The lead headline says that 20 years from now, the Bay Area will be a very different place. Here is a detailed guide to that future. November 14th and 15th, 2019, today and tomorrow. It's exactly 20 years in the future. Let's see how they did. I think we did pretty well. I mean, uh, that's Mark Lundgren, a Metro editor at The Chronicle, who was the entertainment editor in 1999, and he oversaw Bay Area 2020. Went through and checked off the things that we got right or close to being right. Um, one of the main things was the city becoming a playground for the members of the uh, of the tech industry. Um, a, a, a kind of light note, we we predicted robot vacuums, but I think they, they flew in our scenario. The lead story describes the project as an example of scenario forecasting. That's a research technique used by governments and corporations to plan for the future. Researchers invent and then carefully consider a variety of possible and plausible futures. The scenarios are written as fiction, but they're not just guesses, and they're presented as possible futures, not predictions. Still, they read like predictions, and one consistent one is that people will be living longer. In almost all of the stories, which are written like fiction or like present-day feature stories, the protagonists are elderly but they're doing things we'd associate with people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. We focused a lot on biotech uh, advances, and coming biotech advances, but I think that generally technology has taken, uh, uh, has leaped farther ahead faster than biotech has. One piece tells the story of Melinda, who's 92. She has a 28-year-old daughter and moves with the grace of a 30-year-old. It all sounds pretty fanciful, but then there's this. Melinda lives in East Palo Alto, where the average house costs $10 million. In 2005, the article says, developers convinced local officials that the only way to enrich the tax base was to persuade landlords to evict the people who live there, tear down the old homes and apartment houses, and replace them with expensive new homes. 
The area's residents, most of them quite poor and therefore largely powerless, were offered deals they couldn't refuse. Point-of-sale electronic cash cards and houses outside Stockton, the new jumping-off point for Bay Area commuters. And they were promised jobs as gardeners and house staff in the sumptuous new houses built on land they used to live on. That's not exactly how things went down in 2005 and after, but it's not a bad set of guesses. In another story, a pair of business partners spend their day talking to each other by video screen. We had a nascent version of uh, what's known as FaceTime on iPhone now. She's in Hong Kong, which has reverted to Great Britain in a big financial deal, and he's in San Francisco. A war breaks out, so she quickly hops onto a, quote, shuttle from Hong Kong to SFO, and he picks her up at gate 654. She's surprised when they get on BART. Where's your car, she says. He says, I don't have a car. Remember, I work at home. They go out to dinner, and he orders a bottle of Absolute Viagra. Eh, the video phone thing was good. There's a story about a terrorist attack on BART that we don't have to get too deeply into, except for a couple things. One, the wild predictions of high prices in the future. A house in Union City being a steal at $750,000, which would probably be a pretty decent deal in Union City today and a mention of one year at a university costing a crazy amount, about $50,000. We described a coming wealth gap, which is a big political issue now, and we also almost nailed the Raiders moving out of Oakland, but we had them moving to Fresno instead. But still, pretty good. One story says Muni Metro shut down for repairs in 2014 and never reopened, leaving the abandoned tunnels to a squatter's community of artists, professional bohemians, and bored rich kids. Yeah, right. Squatters. All that square footage, the Muni Metro Tunnels, in San Francisco, not monetized? Not in 2020. They got that wrong. What else? What did they miss? Why'd they miss it? We'll talk about that and a few other things they got right on tomorrow's show. At least... That's my prediction. Yesterday, we looked at some of the predictions made in Bay Area 2020, some of which are accurate, sometimes uncannily so. The Raiders playing their last season in Oakland. Private companies developing their own space programs. Commonplace video chats and robot vacuums. Fully wired houses leading to a merging of home and workplace for people who are better off while poor working people are pushed beyond the suburbs, but still commuting the jobs in San Francisco. But there was one big miss. Climate change was not really on people's radar then. That's Mark Lundgren. You remember him from yesterday. He was the editor of Bay Area 2020. And yeah, they just didn't see it coming that climate change would be the dominant issue in California especially in the form of the massive wildfires of the last few years. There was a lot of concern in the late 90s about the environment and, you know, things like water pollution and air pollution, but that hadn't really added up yet, as I recall, to, um, to what we now call uh, climate change. People were aware of it, but it wasn't a big political issue like it is now. So that's one that we really, we really missed, I think. No one said anything about how PG&E wasn't burying power lines in rural areas and wasn't shoring up its equipment. No one talked about an exodus from California caused by unbreathable air on top of the untenable housing prices, something that's been in national headlines this month. And while Bay Area 2020 talked a lot about computers, technology, communications, the Internet, it never quite put it all together 
It doesn't foresee anything like Facebook or Google, behemoths that have had a massive effect on all manner of industries, including journalism, and now play a central role not just in communications, but in commerce, in culture, in politics. Bay Area 2020 correctly predicted the widening wealth gap, but mischaracterized it in one key way. By 2020, one story said, San Francisco will almost certainly be divided into two camps, those who have the cash to live here and those who don't. And the widening gulf between these haves and have-nots will change Bay Area society forever. Bingo on that. But Bay Area 2020 got wrong, or at least partially wrong, who those haves would be. The city once celebrated as a cutting-edge bohemian oasis, one story predicts, will become a playing field for aging tech millionaires, an increasingly homogenized ruling population that's white, rich, and old. Well, two out of three ain't bad. Here's editor Mark Lundgren again. While the city has become a tech playground, in our view, uh, 20 years ago, that tech playground would be populated by older, successful uh, white males, I think. And we kind of missed the whole younger Mark Zuckerberg hoodie generation. On the final page, Bay Area 2020 laid out 10 big challenges for the future. Here they are in order. Overpopulation, the environment. They weren't talking about dealing with climate change, but managing resources, navigating the tension between environmental regulation and business growth. Third was transportation. Then demographics, what to do with all those baby boomers living forever. War, haves versus have-nots, over-gentrification, exponential growth. They're talking here about the rate of change becoming overwhelming. Backlash. This one isn't explained too well, but I think they mean people turning on innovation because they can't understand it. And finally, the final frontier, the question of whether we should continue to explore space. I think that if our listeners can go back and, and take a look at it and read it, it's, it's kind of fun. And they'll see that, um, you know, it was an interesting exercise and we got some stuff right and we got some stuff wrong. Well, you can go back and take a look at it. You can see a PDF of the Bay Area 2020 special section at sfchronicle.com slash Bay Area 2020. You might notice one more miss. One more thing that the writers and editors trying to see 20 years into the future couldn't see. The devastating effect the Internet would have on the finances of their own industry. 1999 was fat times for newspapers. Those days wouldn't last much longer. When we did this, we had a two-day symposium at the W Hotel uh, in San Francisco where um, we had many experts come and talk to us you know, for two days about all these different issues. And then we had a banquet at the end. And now we would get uh, cold pizza and, <laughs> and Cokes. <laughs> that URL again, sfchronicle.com slash Bay Area 2020. This has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief. Get great journalism today at sfchronicle.com. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.